Whether your core muscles are weak or you have excess fat in the belly area, it's so common to feel like your midsection is a constant source of frustration. So I invited Liz Revia back on the show with us today. She heads up our Facebook group for the podcast, and she mentioned that wanting a stronger core and losing the belly fat almost always seems to be at the top of the list for fitness goals among the women in the group, and I bet you can identify. So we are talking all about the battle of the belly today. Let's jump in. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Well, Liz Revia, we've got you back on the show today. I'm so excited to have you back because you are the leader of the Facebook group, Self-Care Simplified Facebook group, and you help interact with all the ladies over there. And boy, the group is growing bonkers. Yes. We've got over, over what? Over a thousand members now. There's some really great conversations happening in there and just... You know, I think the purpose of the group when we started that was just to have a place where women could share what they're struggling with, with their bodies and in, in a safe way and in a, in a place where they knew somebody wasn't going to say, Hey, go buy all these supplements or go get on this restrictive diet or go sign up for this, you know, 75 hard boot camp class, you know, somewhere that they're going to get really good balanced advice and which is the whole goal of this podcast too. So not long ago, I actually reached out to you and I was like, Hey, what are you seeing are some of the most common issues that women are struggling with in the group? And I think the group is, is kind of a snapshot of just us women in society as a whole of those women that are around our age or fifties, sixties, seventies. So on the fitness side of things, what is one of the biggest struggles that you're noticing? And maybe it's a two, two-part struggle. I know. You asked me for one thing, and I couldn't quite decide. So the top two that I gave you were core strength and fat loss, weight loss or fat loss, those two. And when you mentioned that to me, I was like, you know, I think that these kind of go together. If we broke it down, like, yes, there are some ways that you could have someone that's, you know, a healthy body weight. Um, they're a trim individual. They just happen to have a weak core. And, and we'll definitely talk about that a little bit too, of what you can do for that. But then you have women that are, you know, feeling like I, I need to lose some weight and there's something about our midsection. Oh, <laughs> where yes. It's like, it's this like battle of the belly. We're always in this perpetual battle of the belly. So when we're thinking, when we say weight loss, I, I feel like for so many of us women, the spot that we really, really want to see it happen is our core. <laughs> so when, yeah, so when you said women are wanting stronger cores and also weight loss, I think it's a, a lot often weight loss around the middle, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. It's two sides of the same coin. So how are you seeing this, you know, when when women are describing this frustration and the emotions of how this feels, what are you noticing they're saying? 
I think they, you know, they use words like, I just feel stuck. Mm. I just, I feel like I want to make changes and I can't, or the things that I used to do, the things that used to work for me don't work anymore. Um, I'm in my forties and I know a lot of the women in the group can be forties, fifties, sixties, and things change as we get older and that can be frustrating. So all of those things. Yeah. And it's this, like, I, I feel like I have suddenly this belly here that like, yes, it's not strong underneath it, but it also, where did this come from? Like, I have this like tire. <laughs> I know a lot of women will use that phrase. Like I have this like spare tire around my section and or midsection. And it, it just feels like it represents, um, just this disappointment or this feeling of discouragement about their body. I don't know what it is about us women that feel like having a trim and toned core and waist feels like the pinnacle of female beauty. (laughs) Yes. Yes. How did that happen? I mean, I don't know, but you see it everywhere. I mean, all the trainers online, they're all, you know, got their six packs and that's what we all should be striving for, right? Yeah. I mean, no, but (laughs) we feel like that's, that's what should be, you know, if my fitness program is working for me or that's what my result should be. And I'm going to go through a fitness regimen to, to get my, my waist smaller, to get it more trim and toned. And I know I spent, I've spent years like trying to do this for myself and just the way that my midsection is shaped. And I am a mesomorph and we've talked about that. Like I don't have an hourglass shape. Like I have a very like straight figure. Mm -hmm. And when I gain muscle, like my, my abs actually grow like larger. (laughs) I'm being totally honest here, but yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's like, it it does the opposite of like whittling you down or or turning you into that hourglass shape. It, It goes the other way. And then another thing that I struggle with is like, and I, I guess it's not much of a, it's not a struggle because it's kind of just female anatomy is that I do not have a, a flat stomach, like where my uterus is it, there's a bulge there and that is normal. (laughs) Right. I mean, can we talk about that, please? I don't know where we got this idea. And for those of us that are moms, I feel like a lot of times we like to compare our bodies to what they were before we had kids. Yeah. And I mean, who said that they're supposed to be the same? Our bodies change a lot when we're pregnant, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, think about like your uterus grows to the size of like a watermelon and then it does a remarkable job of involuting back into its, its regular like normal size, but it, where it sits in your abdomen is going to be a, a different spot. And it's, it's okay if you have a little bit of a bulge there. And that's actually totally normal. I would, if I had to guess, probably 95% of women do not have perfectly flat stomachs. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. And, and yet, how much energy are we expending on trying to get it? Right. Well, and also for, I'll just say as myself, you mentioned you being a mesomorph. I am an endomorph, 
which is more like the curvy um, body shape. And so, I mean, I didn't necessarily have a flat stomach before I had kids because I do have that kind of hourglass shape, but my stomach's never been completely flat. That's just, I don't think that's the way that God made me to be. Right. So if I spend my whole life trying to get to a point that I was never meant to be, be very frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm glad we kind of had that discussion because I think some of those frustrations that we feel with our belly, with our midsection are, are not necessarily a, a good mental state. Like often we just are having these senses, this, this frustration because we're doing the comparison game and It's like, let's let that go and then move forward from there. It's like, okay, maybe you do have core muscles that could use some attention. Great. Maybe you do have excess body fat and your body right now is preferring to store it in your midsection. Great. We can deal with that too. So as long as we get the I'm not good enough or I should be I should have a flat stomach expectation like let's get that out of the way and just say let's move forward and see how healthy fit and strong you can be from here forward. Exactly. <laughs> just starting where we are right now. Yeah. So I like to see how, you know, these midsection woes kind of are directly related to our health in general, not just our like body image, not just how we feel when we put on clothes, but, you know, talking about how does having a a weak core impact us or how does having that extra body fat around our midsection impact us? And I know when your core muscles are weak, it creates dysfunction all up and down your body. And we know that probably the first thing that you're going to experience is back pain and even hip pain. And this has been a discussion a lot recently. In oh, the yes. <laughs> so common. Yeah. And what's been really cool is we've had a, a couple gals that have been in the group for a long time and have coached with me for a long time. They're like, I don't experience back or hip pain at all anymore. We had one gal that was like, I had three bulging discs I think it was what she mentioned like years ago from when she was pregnant, she had bulging discs. And now that she has been training with me for a while and has been doing the core strengthening work, she's like, the discs, the bulges have reduced. My overall functionality has improved significantly and my overall quality of life is is just in a completely different place. So it's really fun to see those kind of before and after stories of what a stronger core can actually do for you. Yes, that's amazing. And I mean, I'm in that same boat too. I've told you on a coaching call before that I've been coaching with you, I think five years now. Yeah. And I'm now in my mid forties and I don't have lower back or hip pain. I mean, I I can't say that I never will, but I don't. And that's one of the main reasons I can think of is because I have been training with you and doing this functional core work week after week after week over you know, these last five years. Right. So, so good. So valuable. And then, you know, under the core muscles lay underneath your fat tissue. And I think this is what people get confused on a little bit, like muscle tissue and fat tissue are two different things. Like 
one cannot become the other. Like if you, you can build up your muscle tissue and still have a large layer of fat on top of very, a very strong core. <laughs> yes. So, but that fat around your midsection can become problematic too. And I, I was thinking through this and I, I feel like there are two big problems with having excess fat around your midsection. And, and studies have shown that more fat around your midsection leads to issues like higher chances of heart disease and, and heart disease in women is a, is a big thing right now. I think it's the, one of the leading causes of death. Um, right. Cardiovascular diseases in general, just having excess fat in your trunk area. But then kind of on the flip side, belly fat is related to stress. Yes. And <laughs> Preach it. Oh my, <laughs> let's talk about stress for a minute because when we have more stress in our life, it means that our body is just chronically pumping out these cortisol hormones and adrenaline and that can create more fat deposits in your midsection area. So it's almost like a symptom of maybe a, a big underlying health issue that's going on too. Okay, let me cut in here real quick, because if you are like most women, your core is probably a constant source of frustration. Not only do your muscles feel completely MIA, but the fact that your core is on a permanent vacation means that the rest of your body isn't doing its job either. And sadly, this is going to lead to back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, and the list goes on, all because your core muscles don't want to work. Let's change that. All right, I just created a brand new mini course for you that's entirely free. I'm calling it the five-day core tune-up, and I'm super excited about this because unlike other core routines out there, this is not just a bunch of targeted ab stuff. This is far more functional and thorough than that. And by the end of just five days, you will feel your core muscles firing. You'll feel your hips and glutes working, and you'll finally experience hope for your core and for the rest of your body. Five-day core tune-up, like I said, it's entirely free. I just want to give it to you as my gift. So just go to fivedaycore.com, and I will send you the day one video right away. You need this. It's almost like a symptom of maybe a, a big underlying health issue that's going on too. Yes, I think that's so true. And we talk about that a lot in the group. I think there are so many women that are just feeling stressed all the time. And this is one of the ways that the body kind of expresses that. I remember when we had Esther Blum on the podcast quite a few months ago, and she talked about menopause. And I directly asked her about the menopause belly fat, like what is going on with that? And she said, honestly, it has more to do with a lack of sleep <laughs> and how oh, yeah. not getting good sleep increases your body's stress hormones significantly. And then your body has a much harder time releasing that body fat in your midsection area. And so if you are carrying belly fat or excess belly fat, it's it's probably a cue that you don't need to just target your belly. <laughs> Let's look at the big picture. Let's zoom out and say, what can I do to sleep better? What can I do to reduce my stress in general? And then that is going to have this trickle effect on that midsection fat. I know. I loved hearing her talk about that. I don't think people are talking about that enough. That was just amazing. Is so great. So what are you seeing are just some common tactics out there that women are, are doing to overcome this midsection 
um, issue. And, and, you know, we can talk about why these don't, tactics don't work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we've all tried them, probably. We've tried them. Um, you know, it's the old eat less, move more. Right. Is, you know, the way that we need to make our, our bodies smaller and our tummies smaller is you just need to eat less and move more. Um, and again, that doesn't work because it just basically our bodies are smart. So you're going to reduce your meta- metabolism down to whatever this new intake is that you have. Um, it'll work temporarily, but it's not going to work long term. Well, and I think that goes back to what we were just talking about with stress. Like when you are living in this restrictive state of not eating enough and exercising a lot, your body perceives that as stress. Right. <laughs> so so it almost <laughs> the whole concept backfires significantly. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And another thing that I noticed too is just the the spot training idea. Yes. Of like what I was gonna say. My mid-se- do the crutches. Yeah. Do all the crutches. <laughs> Right. Like my my midsection is an issue. Give me all the ab exercises. And I'm just going to do this giant long list of ab exercises. I used to do this. Like my midsection is my least liked area on my body. And years ago, I would just have, you know, my own fitness routine probably had 20 exercises on them and 18 were for my abs. (laughs) Right. We've all been there. And I've, I mean, I used to go to one of these, you know, very intense, you know, cross training type gyms. And we had actually a ladies only class. And Mm. like, it's so ironic now because, you know, they would always put, you know, an ab section at the end of the workout, you know, like let's do Tabata abs or let's do 15 different types of crunches or whatever. And like the irony is like most of these ladies, even during like the regular workout, are struggling to even have proper form yeah. in their workouts with their core. They're struggling with things like having to pee during the workout. I mean, can we talk yes. about that? That's yes. a sign of a weak core, which I did not yeah. know back then. Um, but all we're concerned about is doing the Tabata abs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we just are going to pound those ab muscles with as much work as possible and make them burn without recognizing like what your core actually is comprised of. And yes, that pelvic floor is part of it. Your diaphragm is part of it. Your back is part of it. Your glutes are part of it. So if you're not addressing the entire core, you're missing so much and you're not going to experience a strong core. And I know those classes that you mentioned, most women are overstressing their hip flexors because <laughs> mm. if you're doing a ton of sit-ups and crunches and bicycle crunches and V-ups and all those like bending motions, if you don't have a solid core to begin with, those are actually very advanced maneuvers, very advanced moves. And so to just get through the motion, your hip flexors those muscles right on the front of your hip are going to take over and do 99% of the job. And guess what? Most of us women do not need tighter hip flexors. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So it it just, it unfortunately is causing more harm than good. So I think let's, let's turn the tables and say, okay, here are what some things that we can do to help with the core, to help with even that belly fat around the middle. So to ever overcome these midsection struggles. So the first thing is, is what we just mentioned is understanding that there is this difference between spot reducing and spot strengthening. You know, you can do a core training program 
but reducing the body fat on top of your core, like it, that's going to take something different. And I've had a lot of people sign up for my five-day core tune-up, which is incredibly popular. So many women have gone through it and are experiencing remarkable results. But I've also had some women say, I have a lot of belly fat. I'm definitely going to do your five-day core tune-up. It doesn't work like that. Why <laughs> not? Can't. I know. I wish it did. <laughs> But you can't do a bunch of exercises for one zone on your body and reduce the fat on that zone. Unfortunately, your body mm. does not work that way. Sad However, I know, we can strengthen that area. So beginning with strengthening your core muscles in a fully functional way, not just targeting your abs like that eight-minute abs, <laughs> which is just targeting your hip flexors. So definitely my the five-day core tune-up, if you do that, Liz, I know you've gone through it a couple times already. I um, love it. Oh my goodness. There's something that I say all the time while doing it, and it's just breathing and incorporating that breath work when you're doing certain movements. And that shows you, and it really demonstrates how your pelvic floor, how your diaphragm is part of your core. And when you properly train those pieces of your deep core structure, it all starts to work. And it's like, whoa, this was missing before. Right. <laughs> and those are some of the comments we've gotten from people in the group is before they did the core tune-up, you know, they would say, my abs just feel like they're asleep or yeah. they're not working or they're missing. And then going through that process of learning how to train them properly, they'll say, oh, I feel them again. I can feel them firing. I can feel them working. And as I'm, you know, going about my day and I'm paying more attention to my posture, you know, it just makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the exciting thing is like, it's, it's not just about getting rid of the belly fat around your midsection or, you know, just trying to create a six pack abs. It's let's make a core that functions really, really, really well on every layer. Cause we've got all these multiple layers. Like, let me teach you how to do a Kegel, you know, for your pelvic floor at the same time you're doing a plank. <laughs> and, and so having this coordination and integration like it just does wonders for the function of your core. And then on the fat side of things, when we're talking about the fat loss for the midsection, what do we know is what we need for that? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, I mean, a few different things, but it, I feel like it always comes back to like these four and it's nutrition, mm -hmm. exercise, sleep, and stress management. Right. It's like, I don't know, there's something about those four. And yeah. you have to get them all going and working at the same time to get those results. And I am actively in that process. So I can empathize and understand with everybody else who is as well. Yeah. And I think recognizing that it is that four-pronged approach for true fat loss. And it's not going to be like, you're going to see one spot on your body like, oh, hey, that little packet of fat, fat I had on the back of my arm, I did these exercises and now it's gone. Like you have to do this whole four-pronged approach. Um, and that's what's going to slim you down top to bottom, like all over. And unfortunately, you're not in charge 
of where that's going to come from. <laughs> and God is in charge of that. Right. And 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 your genetics also kind of determine where your body likes to keep the majority of its fat stores. Um, but then also that stress does play a role. So say those four things again, and then we can just cover them really, really quick of what that might look like. So what was that first thing? Nutrition. I got to start nutrition. with that because I'm the dietitian. You're the dietitian. Nutrition. Yes. Yep. Nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress management. Got to have all four. Really, you can't just do a core workout and expect your waist to slim down if you're not also eating well. If you're not eating lots of protein, lots of protein or produce, um, lots of really good whole foods that are nutrient dense, not just calorie dense. Um, and then on the movement side of things, having a lot of just constant movement throughout the day. This is not thinking, I just got to burn as many calories as possible, but thinking what is the quality of movement that I can accomplish that moves my body in all different directions, all ranges of motion, gets all of my muscles engaging, and then starts to really build muscle too. That is right. key. That is so important. The more muscle you have on your body, the higher your metabolism, the less fat that you're going to carry. And then that sleep, we talked about that, and that's connected with stress. So all four things need to be in place. So yes, please, please, please go do the five-day core tune-up, but also we've got to get all those other things in place too. And I think that's what, you know, the Jumpstart 30 program does so well is that we do tackle all of the things, which yes. is so wonderful. We get and the nutrition. just start off so slowly. It's just yeah. so easy, just ease you into it, but it makes it a daily habit of just, we're just practicing these things. We're going to do these things every day. And over time we will see the results. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that the battle of the belly can be highly frustrating, but I hope people are leaving with just, you know, a clearer understanding of what it might require to feel more confident in their midsection and maybe to let some of those false expectations go. <laughs> of trying to yes. achieve a flat stomach and perhaps have the goal of, okay, I'm going to make it my goal of being as strong as I possibly can in my core and as healthy as I possibly can all over. And, and then just let the rest fall where it lies. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, Last time I had you on, I forgot to say, hey, what is one simple action step? Because I always like to leave people at the very end of the episode, like, what is one simple action step that we can put into place today that that we can work on to help overcome this struggle? So what would you say might be that thing for this particular topic? I think it's probably to look at those four different areas. And I know maybe this is not one thing, but maybe yeah. look at those four areas and see which one of those you could use the most improvement on. Right. You know, maybe you've been paying attention to your nutrition and your exercise, but the whole idea of, you know, getting enough sleep or working on stress management is new for you. Yep. So maybe that's just the little tweak that you need to make to start seeing the results you want kind of see which one of those four you could improve on the most. Yeah, I agree. And I'm also going to add, just go do the five-day core tune-up too. Do it there again you if you've already done it. Let's just get your core, those core muscles functioning in all the right ways and we'll help you out for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us again today, Liz, and we'll have to have you back. Absolutely. I can't wait. 